She's on 11 o'clock every Sunday, and she's just, she's God's gift. I don't know what else to say about her. God's gift, the great Judge Janine Pirro. Good morning, Janine. How are you, sweetheart? I'm terrific, and I've got to tell you, I really appreciate that introduction, and you made it worthwhile coming in, too, because (laughs) you're a hoot. You're a straight shooter, and we had a lot of fun. But uh, I am right now in Florida just for a day or two, and uh, I am loving it down here. It's a little rainy, but at the same time, uh, it's warmer than it is in New York, so I'm thrilled to be down here. Much warmer, and I was uh, in Florida about two weeks ago. I stayed at the Diplomat, actually, in uh, Hollywood. Gorgeous, gorgeous place with the wife and kids. And and I say this, uh, I can't, I, I can't say it enough. You wouldn't even know there was a virus. No one was wearing a mask. People are outside enjoying the sunlight, even when it's cloudy outside. It was like it was like America. Florida's like America. Where I live in the Upper West Side, it's basically Moscow. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what the difference is? Everyone in New York, they're like, they're they're all tense. They're on edge. I mean, in Florida, people are comfortable. They're happy with themselves. You don't even feel like, oh, my God, is my mask up? Is it covering my nose? Am I okay? Uh, you know, did I? Did someone sniffle? Oh, my goodness, someone coughed over there. Everybody run. We're going to die. You know, there's none of that mentality in Florida. It's like nobody cares. Nobody cares. And that's why I was talking to uh, Bill O'Reilly yesterday, and we were breaking down the uh, the upcoming elections. And was it O'Reilly? Maybe it wasn't. Somebody said, who was it that said Pete Buttigieg had the best chance on the left? And then Sean Spicer. Oh, it was Sean Spicer. Thank you, Christina. Sean Spicer. Buttigieg wow. has the best uh, shot on the left. And then he, he really discounted Ron DeSantis as having any chance to even even compete with Trump if You're he kidding. wanted to. Yeah, yeah. He was like, it'll be Trump versus Buttigieg unless Michelle Obama jumps in. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, first of all, I mean, Buttigieg, I mean, think about it. The guy was the mayor of a city of, what, 100,000 people? Yeah. And then he becomes the, the uh, a cabinet secretary, but he doesn't show up for work during a supply chain crisis <laughs> because he's a new father. Not like he didn't know he was going to be a new father, but he decided that he would take uh, paternity leave when, you know, he he knew that that baby was coming. So we're in a hell of a mess in, the, in this country. He's home, you know, changing diapers. I mean, good for him. I'm happy for him. It's a wonderful thing. But don't take the job, you fool, if you're going to sit <laughs> home all day. So then what, we're gonna, what are we going to do? Because the guy talks pretty well. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of professors who talk well, yeah. a conservative I'm talking about, who could run for president. I mean, you're the mayor of 100,000. Give me a break. I couldn't so, agree more. And, and on the other side, I mean, you know, there's always Trump. He, he's he got the polls show him in the positive side. Then there's uh, then there's DeSantis. And, uh, you know, who knows who else? And I don't think Michelle Obama, by the way, wants it on the Democrat side. They don't have anybody. They really don't. They have no one. I agree. And nor should they, because who stands who stands for a country, you know, where they want to make America last, just like Joe Biden. Let's make America last. But make me the president of a country where I can make America last. And then what I can do is I can continue with this Trojan horse that came in in January of uh, 2021 and tell everybody I'm a moderate, but I'm really a progressive Marxist communist. You know, I played that clip the other day. It was the clip of the day uh, when you called him the Trojan horse. And you're right. He sold us a bill of goods that he would you know, kind of move towards the center. And he's actually left to Bernie Sanders. And, and yesterday, of course, two days ago, he made that, that speech, that press conference, where he actually found a way, Janine, I got to give him credit. He found a way to give himself credit after what is clearly, clearly the biggest disaster in the history of the presidency after one 
year. Can you think of anything, anything nice to say about year one for Joe Biden? Anything? Not year. I can't think of anything nice to say about him on uh, the first hundred days. They, so the first hundred days, you know how we assess someone? We say, oh, the first hundred days, yeah. what's his plan? Yep. He took us from the shining city on the hill and put us at the back of the line. <laughs> Everything that this man has done has been anti, anti what we want. And going forward, he's making sure that, hey, you know what, Russia, if you want to invade Ukraine a little bit, you know, we're going to decide if it's just a little bit what we're going to do. And if it's not a lot, don't worry about it. Plus, you know, my son, he worked in Ukraine. He really liked it there. And uh, don't worry about China because, you know, my son, he did business with them and he liked them. And uh, Russia, don't worry about Russia. I got Nord Stream that I'm approving because, you know, my son, he was friendly with that widow, with the mayor's widow there who gave him, what, what a million dollars yes, yes. or whatever, whatever it amount it was. So we got friends all over the world. You you know, I'm coming in like with a team. This guy is a fool. He's a stilted, fragile fool. I don't know how it was, it was embarrassing watching that press conference for two hours. For two hours, I said to myself, and then he giggles and he laughs and he says he has no answers to anything. He can't think beyond the fifth grader. It is. It's a sad, sad day for America. So forget about one year. It took less than 100 days for him to make America laugh. I can't, the man is an embarrassment to this country. He has weakened America. Our enemies know it. They're lining up on the Ukraine border, the Russians are, and they're laughing at this guy. And here's the problem. Maybe I said too much. Maybe I said too much. No. Well, then don't say it, you fool. <laughs> here's the problem is we're only through year one. So I understand there's a very good chance Republicans can take back the House and the Senate in 2022, but yeah. Pennsylvania yeah. Avenue – that's his for three more years, Judge Deneen. Three more years. We could all die by then. Well, goodness, let's hope not. But <laughs> for three more years, I don't know if I can deal with him and, and the, the laughing vice president there uh, who doesn't have a clue either. You know, when they ask her, you know, when, when are we getting the mask? Soon. Soon. When are we getting masks? Very soon. We're, we're on it. We're on it. When are we getting the masks? Uh, uh, it's important. It's an urgent thing. Hey, you fool, when are we getting the mask? Oh, next week. White House comes out in a minute and says, no, we're getting them at the end of the month. And she's not even embarrassed that she's not prepared. And she's just she's just a laughing fool. The whole thing is an embarrassment to this country. And I must tell you, I want them to succeed. I love this country. I want them to make America great. But they can't because they don't love this country. When you have a vice president who's a former prosecutor who is putting up bail money for rapists in the Minnesota bail fund, when you've got a president who is willing to let Russia, you know, invade, you know, if they do a little bit, it just depends on how we're going to handle it. And he doesn't know and get vaccinated. That man says, get vaccinated one more time. I'm going to hang myself. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. And then he's, he, when he can't think, you can see his brain working. It's, you know, it goes from one to two. It can't hit 50. But well, he goes from one to two. I got to tell him to get vaccinated. And if I whisper like a child, right. maybe they'll realize that it's, yeah, I'm really serious about it or I'm sharing something that's really important. It's unbelievable. It it's is. just unbelievable. It is. And the whole trifecta there from Biden, number one, to Harris, number two, to Pelosi, number three, of course, that. Yeah, that's another one. The, the voice, of course, is the genius, Judge Janine Pirro, 11 o'clock every Sunday 
morning. You know, a little more local, though, because I think everybody who listens to this show and the station agrees with everything you said about Joe Biden. But I just had Joe Tacopina, my dear friend, for 40-plus years on. Ah, love Joe. I haven't seen him in a long time. Oh, he loves you, too. And we were talking specifically about Letitia James and this case that she's got uh, against the Trumps. Now, we don't really cover it here. Neither does Fox News for the most part. But I do see it on these other channels every morning. He says he also represents Kimberly Gilpoil, by the way, in the January 6th committee. He says there's no teeth to this. It's absolutely it's a joke. Both of those cases. What are your thoughts on Letitia James and that case against the Trumps? Well, let me tell you something. Any prosecutor who gets into office on a claim that she's going to take down uh, Donald Trump, who's the president of the United States, is coming in on an unethical basis. If that was her whole term, you know, in this country, we don't take down people. We go after crime. We investigate crime. We don't investigate people. But this new leftist, this new progressive approach to law enforcement is let the criminals run loose. You know, the hell with the victims. But let me make sure I get my political enemies. And what she has done is unbelievable to the Trumps. I mean, they she that that they would even leak that, you know, uh, Eric Trump supposedly took the fifth, which I don't even know what to believe anymore. I mean, that is unethical for prosecutors to release release that kind of information. And what we've got now is Letitia James going after the Trump. That's her life's mission. And by the way, why didn't she run for governor? She was hot to trot. Right. Yeah. And what what caused her to pull back? I'm dying to know. What well, it is. according to Joe Tacopina, there, there were some early numbers out there and she was getting plastered. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what he said. But either way, well, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, that, that is unethical. And and that brings us to the guy here in the city. Now, now you don't live in the city, Judge. You come here on Sundays, but you live in a much more right. posh. Well, I live yeah, five days a week. I mean, I'm doing the five now. Right. Fox, so that's true. I work in the city six days a week. Right, But you get to go home. I got to live here like I live in the city in the Upper West Side. It's brutal. I got I to gotta fight through homeless and duty on the street and all this nonsense with my kids walking these streets as well. And this yeah. DA, this Alvin Bragg, you talk about terrible people. He actually came out yesterday, tried to defend or at least walk back a little what, what he's talking about. How about this new Manhattan DA, Judge Janine? Yeah. Well, the Manhattan DA, I must tell you, is uh, he also is an embarrassment. He should be the head of the Legal Aid Society or the public defenders. He has no right being in the the district attorney. Here's the, here's the bottom line. The DA is there not to write the law, not to repeal the law, but to enforce the law. You can't decide that you're not going to enforce felonies, armed robberies, and turn them, change them to misdemeanors, and your whole focus is to let the jails empty, let everybody out, turn them loose. That's crazy. And you know what? That ignores the victim, and it, it prioritizes the criminals. It's the exact opposite of what he's going to do. But he's another Soros-funded candidate. Uh, my understanding is that 20% of America is covered now by these Soros-funded uh, uh, DAs, from Gascon in L.A. to Krasner in Philadelphia to Chesa Budin, who won't prosecute domestic violence cases. Marilyn Mosby, that nut job from Baltimore yep. uh, in the Freddie Gray tra- case, she ran out. She was an insurance attorney. She runs out like a minute after she gets an autopsy report. She says, it's a homicide. It's a homicide. Right. She doesn't even know she's got to read the thing first. It could be any one of a number of things. All of them, and she's just under indictment, by the way, all of them are there to destroy this country and to put America's at risk of the criminal element. You know what? You hear about white privilege. These people are enforcing criminal privilege. 
And you know what? You live with the criminals. I don't want to live with the criminals. I don't blame you. 60 seconds to go. And again, this is why you're the best. This has been a tremendous 13-minute conversation. I have never been a fan of Eric Adams. I thought he was a phony his whole campaign. He said things to appease Republicans. He, he said things to appease Democrats. Since he's taken over, crime is perception. Then he's scared. I mean, this guy flip-flops more than uh, more than Mitch McConnell. Yeah, you tell I'm a little worried about him. You are. Good, good, good. You are. Yeah. I, I'm worried about him because you know what? This perception that you know it's not safe on the on the subways and on the trains. Uh, you know, give me a break, Eric. I, I support you. I want you to make New York City the thriving city that it once was. I want you to be a Rudy Giuliani and get rid of the the, the criminal element and make sure that people love this city and are able to appreciate the beauty and the success of one of the most cosmopolitan, beautiful cities in the world. But instead, you come out and say there's a perception that there's dangerous. What is it, on the subway or was it on the trains? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, stop, stop BSing me. The woman just got shoved in front of a train within 24 hours of him saying that. People are getting raped right on the platform. People are getting killed. They're getting beat up. People are defecating. Give me a break. You are not you are not creating any confidence in you. And you talk like that with a DA like that. Everybody run for your lives at this point. It's a quick run from now from my car <laughs> to the box when I go to work. Yep. You know, and they send security out. It's crazy. Well, I'll tell you what's not a perception. You're brilliant and beautiful and great, and I love you. So that's no perception. That's reality, Judge. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate that. And, you know, keep giving them hell. I love listening to you, too. Thank you. You know what? If we don't fight for this country, we'll never get it back. Agreed. Enjoy Florida. I'll see you when you get back home. You're great this morning, Janine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take Bye-bye. care, sweetie. There she is, Judge Janine Pirro, 11 o'clock every Sunday morning. Does not come better. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.